0: Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, where Republican Representative Randy Fine files a bill to ban the teachings of how racism has impacted life throughout history and today. Critical race theory is about indoctrination of a political ideology that is wrong, it is Marxist, it is racist, and it is un-American. When it comes to making COVID-19 data public, open government groups say the Sunshine
1: State has gone dark. We do know that the total number of cases in Florida since reporting stopped in early June rose by more than 2,000% by the time that we filed suit
0: and lying in state, former Florida Chief Justice Stephen Grimes is remembered.
1: We remember and honor the model of public service that he exemplified through his habits of true humility, steady leadership, and quiet dedication.
0: On today's Sunrise Interview, Michael Barfield, Director of Public Access at the Florida Center for Government Accountability, talks about their ongoing lawsuit to get the state of Florida, particularly the Department of Health, to resume sharing critical COVID-19 data. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed continues her weekly COVID briefing. We hear how the Lincoln Project has launched another attack ad against Governor DeSantis, plus your calendar of political events and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics.
1: Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida education champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com.
0: And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, September 16th. Today is National Guacamole Day. Did you hear that? It's also International Day of Listening, as well as National Collect Rocks Day, no, I didn't say kick rocks. On this date, in 1620, English colonists aboard the Mayflower set sail for America, where they founded Plymouth, Massachusetts. In 1993, the sitcom Fraser debuted on NBC. And in 1928, a Category 4 hurricane made landfall in Palm Beach County, destroying a number of small low lying farm communities from the water of Lake Okeechobee. Thousands drowned. Most residents in these areas were black migrant farm workers. Black survivors were forced to recover the bodies of all killed in the storm. And some people who refused to work were shot. Republican State Representative Randy Fine of Palm Bay announced the filing of House Bill 57, which would ban the use of critical race theory in training, policy, or any other context in all levels of government in Florida. Fine has been campaigning against what he believes has been the teaching of critical race theory to the employees in his school district. He held a press conference about it back in June. The way that you indoctrinate our children is by indoctrinating those who teach our children. Critical race theory started as a way of examining laws through the lens of race and how policies and the way society is structured can keep the powerful in power. Republican leaders across the country helped to propel the idea of teaching the topic as taboo. And now the mere mention of critical race theory is controversial. Critical race theory is about indoctrination of a political ideology that is wrong, it is
1: Marxist, it is racist, and it is un-American.
0: Florida State Board of Education banned critical race theory from public school classrooms in June, adopting new rules that said would shield school children from curricula that could distort historical events.
1: We should teach our history, but we should not teach children that people
0: are innately good or bad or racist. The current rules say classroom instruction must be factual and objective and may not suppress or distort significant historical events. The Lincoln Project has rolled out a series of attack ads against Republican governors, but claims Governor Ron DeSantis is the worst of them all.
1: In Florida, the new hotbed of the pandemic, ambulance services is overwhelmed by emergency calls. Florida is in crisis. Where is Governor Ron DeSantis? I'm laughing it up in New Jersey, raising money for himself. He ran as a mini-me Donald Trump. Build the wall. Now he's trying to prove he's more Trump than Trump and doesn't care how many Floridians have to die. Ron DeSantis, the worst governor in America.
0: The Lincoln Project was founded by longtime GOP political consultants angered by their party's direction under former President Donald Trump. Texas Governor Greg Abbott also was hit with an ad. Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed offered this update yesterday during her weekly COVID briefings. As we approach another tragic milestone, we fortunately are are starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel as the number
1: of daily cases and hospitalizations continue to trend downward. Today, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services reported 10,539 COVID hospitalizations
0: and 2,603 COVID patients in ICUs in Florida. Next up, the Sunrise interview with Michael Barfield, Director of Public Access at the Florida Center for Government Accountability. He's here to talk about their ongoing lawsuit to get the state of Florida, particularly the Department of Health, to resume sharing critical COVID-19 data. As I understand you all filed a lawsuit with Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith in order to compel the state to release more COVID information, information that used to be out there, but for some reason, it stopped. So
1: what happened and where are we now? What happened is about the same time that the governor declared mission accomplished on COVID-19, that was early June of this year. Uh, the Delta variant began to rip through Florida with record case numbers, record deaths, and, um, and of course, the absence of information uh, to the public about what those numbers were, where they were, what county, uh, and, and other sociodemographic information, such as age groups, et cetera. So uh, we repeatedly requested the Department of Health to release this information to return to the daily reporting that they had previously uh, uh, published on their website and to give us that important demographic information that epidemiologists use to make predictions to inform the public about Uh, The the true extent of the pandemic and the dangers and risk associated with it, so the department um, refused, and so we went to the only other available remedy, which is the judicial branch to compel the release of that information. When the
0: department refused, what was their reasoning? What did they tell you?
1: Well, we got some inconsistent information. Initially, they asserted an exemption, that this information is exempt. Well, we questioned that because they had previously published this very information just uh, for over a year uh, from the beginning of the pandemic to June, early June of this year. Then we got a, a, a pushback saying, well, we don't think we collect that information, and we we question that because federal law requires it as part of the CARES Act to uh, that local health departments collect this information, every laboratory in the entire country, and to send it up the food chain to the State Department of Health, who then forwards it on to the uh, CDC and Health and Human Services. So, Uh, we got tired of waiting for different uh, excuses and responses and turned to the courts to try to get this information. So where are we now? Do you have access to this information? Is it
0: available to the press to go through, comb through and see what's really going on with COVID data?
1: Unfortunately, no. We just learned, however, um, uh, a few days ago, information about deaths are being released at the county level in Florida, but uh, so we're glad that that is finally being released. We're not sure what the process occurred by which that uh, came about. We um, we'd like to think that our lawsuit maybe thought uh, gave the department thought to get this information out there, but we need additional information. We need case numbers, where hotspots are, and importantly. What age groups are being affected, particularly, for example, the 12 to 19 age group of in when kids just returned to school uh, while this Delta variant was ripping through Florida?
0: What state looking for great examples of this information being available to the public right now, and it's being used, and people can actually see what's going on with regard to the impact of COVID. Where do you look to for good examples?
1: All 49 other states.
0: Interesting. All 49 other states. So what do you think is the hold up here? Is it just purely political or
1: technical or... You know, the short answer to your question is that the fight over mass COVID, anything related to COVID, has become a highly charged, partisan issue. And and we think that that is the wrong approach, that science and more information, not less, is what the public needs to get us out of this situation. But if you're listening to the governor, he keeps saying that he follows the science. He's hearing from his experts. Well, we know that numbers don't lie. We do know that the total number of cases in Florida since reporting stopped in early June rose by more than 2,000% by the time that we filed suit. Florida was first in the nation in an an unfortunate way, with the highest number of cases, highest number of deaths in that 12 week period of time between the suspension of reporting COVID data on a daily basis and the time that we filed the lawsuit. We think those numbers cannot be explained away that they stand as a testament, a solid piece of evidence that's not subject to political spin. All right, what's next? Well, again, we will appeal to the department to reconsider its approach. After all, they released this information for well over a year, and what is the harm? And if we can't persuade them to go back to daily reporting, we will rely on the judge to make a determination about the importance of this information for public health.
0: Thanks to Michael Barfield with the Florida Center for Government Accountability for joining Sunrise. Here's your calendar of events. Several university board of trustees are meeting today, including Florida A&M University, Gulf Coast State College, and the University of West Florida. The Southwest Florida Regional Planning Council will meet at 9. The Broward Refugee Task Force will hold an online meeting at 10. George Gonzalez, President and Chief Executive Officer of the St. Joe Company, is slated to speak to the Economic Club of Florida in Tallahassee. Represent Us, a nonpartisan advocacy group, will host a press call at 10 to share its latest statewide polling results ahead of Florida's redistricting process and the Florida Supreme Court is scheduled to release its regular weekly opinions at 11. A lying in state was held at the Florida Supreme Court yesterday to honor Florida's 46th Chief Justice of the Court. Stephen Grimes, who was appointed to the High Court in 1987, died Friday at the age of 93. Current Chief Justice Charles Kennedy delivered the eulogy.
1: We gathered here today to lift up the family of a truly great Floridian, whose impact on the law in our state continues to this very day. In late
0: 1994, Grimes authorized placement of a website for the Florida Supreme Court on the fledgling World Wide Web, becoming one of the first courts in the world with an official web presence.
1: Justice Grimes was not only a Florida Supreme Court Justice, he also was a judge of the 2nd District Court of Appeal, a respected lawyer with a firm upon the knife, a great leader and a dedicated servant of the common good. He was a devoted husband to his wife, Faith, and a loving father to his daughters, Gay, Mary, June, Sue, and Sherry.
0: Grimes served on the state's highest court from 1987 to 1997. He led the state court system as its chief justice from 1994 to 1996. And finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tremel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.